Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is Danny Myers from Cosmic Crash, and you're listening to the Lena Jones Morning Sparkle. Good morning. Good morning, Diamonds. How's everybody doing this morning? I hope everyone woke up on the good side of the bed and got your good foot on (laughs) and ready to get your day started. I am ready. I am ready to get this day started. I'm ready to finish out this week, this month, this whole year. I tell you, your girl might be taking a break. <laughs> Not from here, but probably the LJD and show. Um, I have to show a podcast coming up. But um not on this, not here, not now, not when we're so intense. We have to finish this book, right? We have Esther to go ahead and close, right, so we can get moving on to the next book, which I don't know what it is, I won't know what it is until it's given to me, it has to be laid on my heart, um, where to go next, but I'm so happy you're here with me, and we're going to finish Esther up today, we're going to talk about the victory, today is V for victory, and (laughs) I know that's corny, right, but Hey, I can be a little corny sometimes, and that's all right, too. So there's nothing wrong with being a little corny sometimes. Can't be cool all the time. At least I can. Uh, <laughs> but um, today is V for victory. This is the victory that the Jewish people have been waiting for. Well, they don't really know what's going to happen, but we're going to do a recap. But before I get started, I have a song for you. I want you to know well who we're giving the victory and all the praise to and why, right? Can't just say give victory and praise and you want to know who and why. Why do I have to do this? Who who am I giving victory for besides myself? Why am I giving praise to somebody else besides myself? Who is that? So I'm going to play a song before we get started. I got a little time I could play with today. Yeah, I do. Uh, here is uh, the Hill Song. The uh, Hill Song called Worship. Hill Song Worship. That's the name of the group, and it's called What a Beautiful Name It Is. And I don't know, but the certain songs were just laid on my heart this morning, and I don't know if it's because someone needs to hear this, but I hope. Whoever it is, besides me, (laughs) that this helps your day.
You know, don't call his name and you don't believe in him. Call his name if you truly believe that he can help your situation. And he'll come in. He's my private army. (laughs) He's the one that keeps me and sustains me to be able to do what I do. Because believe me, um, this is not easy. It's not easy. You know, this platform was given to me. And I think I have said this before, but I keep, I tell people this all the time. I didn't look for web radio. I did not. The idea was was said by a couple of people, and I kept throwing it out, really. Um, I was fine with my little business. <laughs> uh, needed more customers, but I was fine. So the idea just kept, it kept coming to me through different people. Different people kept saying to me about doing this, and I, mm, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And uh, because I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Lord behold, almost 300 shows later, right? Here I am. Seems like I had plenty to talk about, doesn't it? (laughs) Now I have this, and I love this. Okay, now just to give a quick recap on what we had talked about last week. I'm not going to recap from the beginning like I did last week. I'm just going to go into... um, I'm just going to go into some of the events that took place before I can um continue. Now, one of the one of the events that took place was um the king after Esther had invited him to a banquet. Remember we discussed about how good she looked. I talked about how women we got to get ourselves all duded up if we want that attention and you know, most likely the man usually know we want something. My husband knows that about me. And I don't even have to get duded up. I could just do something extra special. And he's he's like, what do you want? <laughs> but depending on what I did, hey, nine times out of ten, I get it. Even though he can be real stubborn sometimes and not give it to me, usually I pray on it. So, um, so. Now the king, he that night he went to sleep. He couldn't sleep. He tossed and he turned and he called in. Um, he called in one of his uh, uh, tour, uh, counselors, and let me make sure it was a counselor he called in. Um, he commanded his servants to bring them the book of Chronicles, and he had saw in a book of Chronicles about how Mordecai had told. Uh, had found out about the plot that was against his life by the two eunuchs, uh, Bigthana and Teresh. They were the king's doorkeepers, and they had plotted to kill him. So he found out about him, and Mordecai got his name written down in the the, uh, Book of Chronicles. He didn't get any reward. He got his name written in the Book of Chronicles, and uh, the king said, said, hey, why did not I not do more for this man? This man saved my life, you know. Why did I not do more? So at the same time he decided to do more, here comes Hammond. Hammond had just finished talking to his wife and his advisors about what to do with uh, Mordecai, so they decided to build this 50-foot cubit thing that they're going to hang Mordecai by. He's happy about this because this man is just not um, 
um, worshiping the ground that he walks on, basically. <laughs> so he's gonna, uh, he's running to the king. He's going to tell the king, "Hey, this is what I want to do with Mordecai." But the king interrupts him and says, "Hey, you know, there's this man in our kingdom. What do I do? I delight to, it delights my heart to do something for this special man." And he tells uh, the king, "Oh, because he's he's vain." So he automatically thinks the king is talking about him. So he tells him about parading him around in the kingdom, putting a, um, um, putting him on a horse and putting a crown on his head and and uh, doing all this stuff for him. Uh, and so after he finished telling the king all this stuff to do, the king says, good, what you say is wise. I'll I'll follow that advice. So the king tells him to go get Mordecai. Now, he's not happy about that because he just said all these things. Of course, these are things that uh, Hammond once would expect the king to do for him. Now, if he'd have known it was for someone else, it didn't really matter um, who it was. He wouldn't have said, whether it was Mordecai or someone else. He wouldn't have said to do all these beautiful things. He would have said something else because he's not that type of person. And um, we all meet people like that in our life. The things, the thing about the characters in the Bible, they define people that we meet in our lives, people that we have in our lives. Um, I'm pretty sure you have someone that would rather all good things go to them if if recommended, but if it was someone else, the recommendation would not be as great. That's uh, those are Hammond type characters. That's what I call it. Hammond type uh, behaviors. So uh, the so he goes and he gets Mordecai, and he parades Mordecai all around. And he um, so Mordecai Hammond has to parade Mordecai around. Hammond's not happy about that. So he goes back after he does what the king has commanded him to do because he has no other choice. Um, he goes back, he's crying, he's not, he's disgraced and he's embarrassed, uh, because he thought the king was talking about him and Mordecai, he was made to do this for Mordecai. I know Mordecai was just smiling, just on top of that horse from teeth to teeth, from ear to ear, just gleaming because here he is, this is his enemy, his enemy that's parading him around. And, and you know, one thing. This is what God does. He makes your enemy your footstool if you're patient. Now, Mordecai didn't know that this was going to happen for him. He didn't know this. He didn't know this was going to happen to him on this day, and it happened. So this is what happened. So now he's crying like a baby. He runs back, and he tells his wife, and his wife gives him a prediction and says, hey, look, if you paraded this Jewish man around on this on this horse, um, um, this is not going to work out good for you. This is not, this is a prediction that his wife had. And his wife says to him, if Mordecai, this is a six, um, six thirteen, if Mordecai before whom you have begun to fall is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him but will surely fall before him that's the prediction that his wife who thought the cubic thing was good 
And uh, so at the same time that he's, she's telling Mordecai this, this comes in and it's time for the banquet. It's time to be escorted in for the banquet. So uh, he's uh, he's at the, he's been escorted for the banquet. I wouldn't go after something like that and have, after parading my enemy around and <laughs> being embarrassed, humiliated, and then I come back and this is what you tell me. I don't think I would be in the party mood. I think I would just, you know what, I'm just going to pass. <laughs> I'm going to wait this one out. <laughs> so, uh, but he goes anyway because, for one thing, it's a commandment, and the other thing, he's vain. You know, he's got to go because the king invited him. So um, now that he's at the party, so we're going to take it from chapter 7, 3, 8. So at the at the banquet, this ongoing banquet that, that Esther have had, has had, uh, the first day of the banquet, the king asked her, because he looked over at her, and she's looking so good. He's like, what do you want, baby? What do you want? Queen Esther, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Only thing you have to do is ask. Now, remember, the Jews has, have prayed for three days, uh, three days and three nights constantly, not eating anything, not eating or drinking anything for Queen Esther to be presented in front of the king because where she went into his private palace, no one can go without being invited, and if they go, the the consequence could be death. But she had the anointing. Not only did she look good, but she had an anointing of God upon her. That that gives you a glow on top of the glow that you have, and on top of the skin, <laughs> the skin fixture. You know the. Uh, <laughs> the massages and the dress and stuff. If you have an inner glow from God, you're going to attract. You are going to attract, and that's what she did. So he asked her the first time, what is it that you want? And she said her petition was, I want you to come to the party the next day. That's what I want. I want you to come. You and Hammond come to the banquet the next day. So here's the next day at the banquet, and this is from uh, chapter 7. Chapter 7, I'm going to read from 3. I'm going to start at three. Okay. Now, on the second day, two, this is two, excuse me. On the second day at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Up to half the kingdom, it shall be done. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, to be annihilated. Had had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. And so King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he? Who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, The adversary, the enemy, is the wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. And the king arose 
in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went to the palace garden. But Haman stood before Esther, queen, before Queen Esther, pleading for his life, for he saw the evil was determined against him by the king. Yes. So she has given him her petition. She, you know, so she has told him that there's someone in your court that wants to kill, kill me and my people. You know, um, and the king is like, well, who is this? Not only just kill, annihilate, take out the whole race. This is what Hammond's uh, decree is to get rid of the whole race. Queen Esther is Jewish. She is of Jewish descent. So in order to do this, you're getting rid of her. That includes getting rid of the queen. So her petition is that there's someone that wants to annihilate her her uh, people. She said that she wanted to let her life be given at my petition and my people at my request. And her request was, this needs to be taken away. And he wants to know, well, who would do something that's devious? I mean, he can be a little devious himself, too. But, you know, you know, living in a glass house. <laughs> but he wants to know who's trying to do this. Who's trying to take out his woman? Who is trying to take out his woman? I tell you, this is some drama. This is some serious drama. This is a man that wants to wipe out a whole race and got the king to agree on it. The king don't even know that the part of this is his wife. He'll be killing up his wife, too. So the wife intercedes after some prayer and fasting and says, look, this is my petition. I'm asking for my life and the life of my people. He's sitting there puzzled, like, what's going on? He said, there's someone that has got you to sign the decree, sweetie, that's going to kill me and my people, not just kill us, annihilate us, and give rewards to people who kill us. So now he's hot because Hammond is second in command. This man is second in command. He has no, he shouldn't be doing stuff like this. So he's so hot, he, he leaves the party. He leaves the party. He's so upset he has to go to into the palace so he can cool down. So now while he's in the palace cooling down, Hammond, he's in, in front of the, the uh, queen, Queen Nessa, he's pleading for his life now. The, the roles have changed. It is now reversed. He is pleading for his life. Told you he, wouldn't, he shouldn't have went to that party. He shouldn't have went to that party. He should have just stayed home because now his life is on the line. The life he was trying to take away from the Jewish people has now been reversed. God has made him Esther's footstool. So he's now pleading. He's pleading for his life. So he was, he, uh, so during that time, in those days, the tradition was to eat, uh, to recline while you were eating. So they had these really fancy uh, couches, recliners type thing. Not like ours, like you push the chair, you uh, press a button, and, it, and our feet come up. No, we didn't. <laughs> they were just really, really beautiful uh, chairs, almost. Um, like furniture that you see, classic furniture. So they had that, and that's what's the tradition. You 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 ate while you was reclining. So while she was reclining and eating, because it's a banquet, uh, um, Hammond is pleading for it. He's pleading so bad. This man is just like, please, Esther, please, please. Um, and uh, 
uh, he fell. <laughs> he fell. He fell on Esther while he was pleading. He was pleading so bad, he fell on Esther. So, so the king he comes back and he sees uh, Haman on top of the queen in a compromising position. So not only is he upset, he come back, and it looks like the man is trying to molest his wife. So the king, so when the king returns, this is uh, seven eight. So when the king returned from the palace garden, this this is the way place where he went to cool off. You know, sometimes people get you so upset, you gotta you have to leave the room in order to maintain. Uh, your dignity in order to keep it all together you got to leave that place for a little bit so he he comes back when the king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine Hammond has fallen um, across the couch where Esther was the king said will he also assault the queen while I am in the in the house he says, well, I know what you're trying to do, trying to molest my woman. You're going to, you done did this. Now you're going to molest my woman. As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Hammond's face. Whoa. Whoa. Now, how, now, Harbonnet, one of the eunuchs, king, look, the gallows, the ones he built, he said, look over there, the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Hammond made. For Mordecai, okay, who spoke good on the king on the king's behalf, is standing in the house of Hammond, okay? So Malachi is standing there and he spoke good. The king said, Hang him. You don't touch the queen. See, you don't go and you don't touch the queen. That's his queen. You don't touch the queen. Let alone fall on her. He ain't want to hear that he fell. Only thing he knows he came back. He saw something he didn't want to see. He wasn't comfortable with to get rid of him. Let's hang him in the same gallows that you built for Mordecai. Now that's the beauty about Jesus. He can do things like that. He can actually flip. <laughs> he can flip the script. You talk about flip the script. He can do it. He can do it. And so moving on because uh, we have to get a move so I'm going to go ahead so um, Esther now on that same day okay this is 8 um, 1 through 4 on that day King Ahasuerus gave Esther the queen the house of Haman the enemy of the Jews and Mordecai became came before the king for Esther had told how he was related to her so the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai over the house of Haman. Now Esther spoke again to the king and fell down at, at his knees and implored him with tears um, to counteract the evil Haman, the Agathite, and the scheme which he had devised against the the Jews. The king held out the golden scepter towards Esther and rose before her and said, If it pleases and said, If it pleases the king, this was Esther, Esther arose before the king and said, If it pleases the king, if I have found favor in his sight and the thing seems right to the king and I am pleasing to his eyes, 
let it be written to revoke the letter devised by Haman, the son of Hamathatha, the Agatite, the Agathite, the Agathite, which he wrote to annihilate the Jews who are in the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that will come to my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my countrymen? Then King Ahasuerus said to the queen and Mordecai the Jew, Indeed, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he tried to lay his hands on the Jews. So the king, now I'm going down to nine. Um, That was one through eight. Here's nine. So the king's scribes were called called at the time on the third month, which is, of Sidon on the 23rd day, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded to the Jews, the satraps, the governors, and the princes of the providence from India to Ethiopia, 107 provinces in all. To every province it was known in its own script, to every people and their own language and to the Jews in their own language. And he wrote in the name of the king, sealed with the king's signet ring, and sent the letters by carriers, horseback, and royal uh, horses. Um, The letters, by these letters, the king permitted the Jews who were in every city to gather together to protect themselves, to destroy, kill, and annihilate all of the forces of province that would assault them, both little children, women, and to plunder their possessions. Yes. You talk about something going in a hundred a hundred de- degree turn. <laughs> now that's a truly flip this script. Now he says so after she reveals herself and tells the truth about who the uncle is, she she can talk now. She can tell him everything. So now she's telling them everything. Um and he has given her um uh, given her the authority. He's given Hammond Mordecai Hammond stuff. And then he has a decree written by the command of the king from Esther that stops the people from um uh, annihilating them because see even though Hammond was dead the decree still exists so Esther has to move fast because we got to get rid of this decree so this happened on March the 3rd which is the official day of what the Jewish people call the Purim but it's celebrated in uh, American Jewish in with the American Jewish people in December okay so now that uh now that the the order has been been reset and they have to move fast and they have to send the order to the Jewish people because the Jewish people you know are not allowed to to harm uh the Persians so so the decree the decree has to include them being able to uh destroy and kill people who would try to harm them because everyone is still thinking okay they probably got some people in mind you know like that movie that they give that one day of the week to they already know who they want to kill you know and they already know they're going to collect some money so they have to move fast on this 
because all of this is getting ready to happen that day. So they gave the Jews the permission to protect themselves. If anyone comes after them, if anyone comes after them, they have the permission to kill and destroy them. It doesn't matter whether it's in a child or whether it, it is an adult. See, when God tells you to get rid of everything, he says get rid of everything. He says get rid of everything. And he says that, and you can take their stuff. Not only can you just kill them, you can take whatever they own. But the Jews don't want whatever they own. They don't take the plunder. They don't take the plunder. In uh, most cases, they usually do. But in this case, no, they didn't want the plunder. They just didn't want to be killed. So he was uh, given, uh, so the decree came out for the Jews to protect themselves. And um, so Esther appeals to the king through her looks. Uh, She appeals to him due to her looks. Now, when she tells him that she's Jewish, she He's not going to understand um, the bond that uh, God has with his people and the covenant that God made with Abraham. So all of this is done, um, even though God is moving, is putting all this in action, Esther has to appeal to the king through her beauty. Uh, She said, if it pleases the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and it seems right to the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes to revoke the uh, decree. So she went completely on her looks there. She didn't have time to go into the the biblical reasons why he shouldn't do this. And he probably would not have believed them anyway because he's Persian. But she went completely on her looks. Now, you know that had to be a good-looking woman. Anytime you get all this stuff done, a decree written with the king's signet, all of this stuff done, right there, right there, you get the man hung, you get the uh, decree made, you get uh, in the king's name with the signet and the horses, you get given the house, everything. This is all taking place in the same day. This is not a different day. This is taking place at the party at the banquet. So there's a lot of drama going on. There's a lot happening right here. Uh and and history is also being made at the same time. God has is moving in in so many different directions like an octopus. He has his hand on everything. He's just commanding everyone like puppets on the stage. And that's how good God is. That's how he how strong and powerful that he can work in our in our lives. In our lives, he can actually, this is not just in this Bible. It had to happen for it to be in here. But it it also shows us how God can work on several situations in your life if you give it to him. The thing about us is that we try to handle it ourselves. But you can't, just like Esther. Esther couldn't handle this. She couldn't handle this herself. She had to go to a power that was higher than her. And he blessed her. Not only did he bless and uh, anoint and bless that particular situation, he he shined through her. He shined through her beauty, outer looks that was so attractive to this to the king that he he gave the decree. He don't even re- realize that he's working for God. He doesn't even realize that. Only thing he sees is beauty. <laughs> 
That's all you see is beauty. And it doesn't matter what you look on the outside. Now, Esther, granted, the Bible says she was beautiful. But Esther didn't even have to be beautiful because you don't have to be beautiful on the outside to let God shine on the inside. He can just shine on your life and the people will see you as beautiful, like a shallow how. When he saw all those ugly girls as beautiful, he saw something inside of them. He wasn't looking on the outside. He was looking on the um, inside. But in this particular case, the king saw outward beauty, and she said, if this, if I am pleasing to his eyes, if I please your eyes, then this is what I want. And he just went on and did it. That's some beauty for you, huh? <laughs> okay. Um uh, so she didn't go on traditions. She went with her beauty, okay? So now Mordecai, he went out from the house in the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white with a great crown of gold and a garment on his head, fine linen, a purple, and uh, the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. This was uh, This is chapter 8, 15, and I'll reading for excuse me um the jews had light and gladness joy and honor and in every province and city wherever the king's command had had a decree a decree came the jews had the jews had joy and gladness and they feasted all holiday now even though he had given the uh destruction told them to protect themselves there was still uh one more uh signet that he needed to to give the jews okay um he told them to protect themselves he didn't mm, he just told them that they could protect themselves they were not able to do anything else anyone come after you you protect yourself. So now there has to be something else in 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 plan because what about the people that just want to hate them and mean harm to them and not come after them? The decree was only to attack and kill if someone comes after you. This doesn't say nothing about what's in the air. What's in the air? You know that underlying racism that we have here in America? <laughs> we have the right to bear arms and we have the right to protect ourselves, but there's an underlying racism here, okay? There's an underlying thing working there. So here we go. So now in the 12th month, that is the month of Adar, on the 13th day, the time came for the king's command and his decree to be executed. On that day, on on the day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred. In that, the Jews themselves overpowered those who hated them. The Jews gathered together in their cities throughout the province and King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought. No one could withstand them because of fear. Upon fear fell upon the people. In all the provinces. So Mordecai grew powerful and the people began to fear Mordecai. Not not the Jews, but in, in all the provinces. But see, they're not finished yet. There has to be one more decree made. So 
And on that decree, we're going to go ahead to listen to a song about prayer because all of this happened out of prayer. And you have to understand the importance of prayer, how it how it will work for you. And here's Torn Wells. He's going to tell you something about what happens when we pray. Not just this happened, but some more things could happen. And I'll be right back with you. People hurting, people broken, beaten down and feeling hopeless. Wonder if it's gonna always be this way. We will speak up for the captive, show some love and heal a past that binds the wounds we think will never go away. But what if we could be a people on our knees as one before the king? Cause we believe. As a generation stepping out of faith
pray that you continue to teach us how to love one another the way that you love us. I pray for this next generation, Father. That our cities, that our countries. That you would just bring restoration. God, we pray that you would move among us. Let us be your hands and your feet. For your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I love that song. That's what happens when we pray. It's a good example. This, um, during per- Excuse me. Because of the Jewish people praying and fasting for these three days and three nights, this decree went throughout the province to to for the Jews to protect themselves if someone come after them. Uh, the one who created the decree and built the uh, two cubits high, the gallows, was hung in his own gallows. The decree was reversed. It was in the Jews' honor. The same man who had put Esther in front of the king is now the second in command. And now he's getting stuff done. He's getting decrees signed to reverse all the evil that Haman has done. So now he has told the king has told the people through the decree from Mordecai, that they can protect themselves. He didn't give them permission to do. Now the decree is going out through Mordecai to telling them to protect themselves. Anyone who comes after them, anyone who comes after them, they have to the right not just to protect themselves, but to go after the people who had that underlining hate against them and as a result, Mordecai and the Jews became so popular that there were people actually converting over to Jew- Judaism. So the Jews, um, more people turned into Ju- turned Jewish, <laughs> changed their God, changed their religion because fear had fell upon them too. Mordecai had become so powerful that the fear of uh, not being Jew had fell on them. They was like, okay, well, the, now Jew, the Jews have the power, so I want to become a Jew, okay? <laughs> so that's what was going on. So one more thing has to happen. And now, okay, the king, on that day, the number of those who was killed in Shushan in the citadel was brought to the king. And, king, and the king said to Queen Esther, the Jews have killed and destroyed 500 men in Shushan, the citadel, and the ten sons and the ten sons of Haman, and the rest of the king's providence. Okay? Now, what is your petition? It shall be granted to you. Or what is your further request? It shall be done. So Esther said, if it pleases the king, let it be granted to the Jews who are in Shushan to do again tomorrow according to the decree today. And let Haman's ten sons be hanged in the gallows. So the king (laughs) commanded this to be done. The decree was issued in Shushan and they hanged Haman's ten sons. Now at the beginning I said and the ten sons of Haman. Okay, so not only did they kill him, they hung him. They hung him up there too. Um, and the Jews were gathered at Shushan, gathered together again on the 14th day of the month of Adar, which is 
uh, um, um, June, I think, uh, no, it was December, and killed 300 men. <laughs> but they did not lay hands on the pl- plunder. So they killed all these people. They are now in charge, not in charge, but they are running running things now. Wherein they weren't running things, now they are. They're running things. They're on top. So they're celebrating. They're celebrating Queen Esther. I tell you, there's no fury like the fury of a woman. <laughs> she said, she looked at him and in those big, beautiful eyes and said, well, he said, what else? He, she said, let the same thing be done tomorrow. Go back and do it all this time. Make sure that you hang his 10 sons, that's a lot of boys, to be hung from the gallows, the same gallows. I tell you, when he built those gallows, he had no idea what was going to happen. And this, uh, it can happen in our lives because there are so many people out here that uh, in the world that want to race war. They want to have this big race war. Let's do this. But see, what you don't realize is the same God that you say that you believe in, the same God that you say that you worship, could reverse that. Be careful what you ask for because you don't know what might happen. None of us know. I don't know. Only God knows. If something like this was to happen, the minorities are the underdogs, pretty much, except for the Asians. (laughs) But even them, even they get attacked, but... The minorities are the the underdogs, and you have an Aryan white race that that wants a race war. Be careful what you ask for, because it may not come out in your favor. It may not come out in your favor. We don't know how it's going to come out. You know, just pray for peace. Get along with people. I mean, I can understand everyone wanting their own kind. There's there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like and and I'm not saying that people are animals, but it's kind of like a, a, a breeding. It's kind of like breeding. So if you want a purebred pit bull, you're going to go with the AKC. You want to make sure that it's purebred. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when you put yourself above another race, when you feel that you are better than someone else because of your color of your skin, what you have or what you own, doesn't make us all better. It doesn't make it better. So be careful of those that you look down to and those that you want to start something with over stupid stuff because it's really, really, really not worth it. Read the book of Esther. I went over some things, but there's also some details in there that you can look at yourself. It is open for interpretation. This is just my interpretation. Please leave a comment if you want. Um, I'm not saying I'm not the best. I know I'm not. Uh, but it helps me to understand. As many times as I've read the book of Esther, I have uh, got to be a few times in my lifetime. I have never looked at it the way I have since this uh, breakdown. But uh, before I go, this is pretty much the end of the <laughs> the book of Esther. So they uh, they celebrated. They celebrated for three days, and they called it Purim. This was uh, on on nine twenty six. They said so. They called these days Purim after the name Pur. Therefore, because the words of this letter 
what they had seen concerning this matter and what had happened to them. The Jews established and imposed it upon themselves, their descendants, and all who joined them. And without fail, they should celebrate these two days of the year, according to written instructions, according to the prescribed time, that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city, that these that these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, and that the memory of them should not perish among their descendants. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abhel, and Mordecai the Jew, wrote the full authority to confirm second this second letter about Purim. And Mordecai sent letters to the Jews to 127 provinces in the kingdom of King Ahasuerus with the words of peace and truth to confirm these days of Purim at their appointed time. As Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had prescribed for them, as they had to decree for themselves and their descendants. The, so the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim, which was written in a book. Okay. Um, now Mordecai was second in second to the king, and was great among the Jews, and well received by the multitude and the brethren, and their brethren and uh, the brethren. <laughs> and Queen Esther goes down as one of the best queens and the best stories, as the most powerful queen from the Jews. The descendant came, and it can come for me, and it can come for you. And Purim is a celebration that the Jews do uh, for to they celebrate it in Jewish America through the 14th, the 15th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, I think. But it's more of a, a celebration of human achievement rather than a God deliverance. Even though God delivered them, it's more celebrated as a human achievement than anything. So they go ahead and they party for these days because that is what Purim is all about, <laughs> the banquet. I hope you enjoyed that, and I will be back next week with a new book, and a new interpretation and see how that goes. So, but I want to leave here with a victory song for the Jews and a victory for your life too. Whatever it is, just pray on it. Pray on it and have faith and call on his name and he's going to come in to help you. He's going to come and deliver you from whatever it is. And I guarantee you that you're going to love it. You know, you're going to love it. Just believe, just believe and have that faith. This is Lena Jones. I will see you on tomorrow with In the Cut with Jay. <laughs> Until then, be blessed. Have a blessed day and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Here's Victory by Ty Tribbett. Yeah!